0: Hello, welcome to a special MLEX podcast looking ahead at our editorial priorities for this year. My name is James Paniki, MLEX's Asia Pacific Senior Editor, and it's great to have your company. Today, in the last programme of the series, it's off to China, where our correspondent Yonex Lee is gearing up for the new year. Not just 2023, but also the year of the rabbit, with festivities underway at the moment. And the year is likely to be a mixed bag for China. On the one hand, the government will be keen to kickstart the economy following the abandonment of the zero COVID policy. Authorities may also be keen to pay attention to geopolitical considerations when dealing with foreign companies. Such considerations may end up filtering through to the country's antitrust authority as it sets its agenda for the coming year. Yet even if the intensity of some enforcement is dialed back, competition policy is still likely to be front and centre as the government sets out its priorities for business. The goal will be to allow notions of greater competitiveness to permeate other policy areas. And with her take on the year ahead, here's MLEC's Greater China Chief Correspondent, Yonix Lee.
1: In China, what we are looking out for this year is how China is going to apply the revised anti-monopoly law. The reason is that even though China revised the law last year and the increased penalties against antitrust violations, up until now, the state administration for market regulation, which is the antitrust regulator, has not yet, yet exercised its enhanced punitive power. So we are all eager to see the true colors of the new law in the coming months, um, take the high-profile case against uh, CNKI as an example. CNKI, the full name uh, being China National Knowledge Infrastructure, it is the largest academic database in China. It was fined uh, late last year by SMR about uh, 90 million yuan for abuse of dominance. And in that case, the regulator, even though it had the power to supercharge the fine by two to five times, it didn't invoke this provision in, in this case. So we didn't have a chance to see how China applies to tougher penalty provisions, say when it will apply it or in what scenario it will apply it. SAMR may answer this question later. And similarly, in the field of major control, we didn't see SAMR showing the true colors of the revised law yet. It's because it hasn't issued any decision against uh, notification failures or what we call gun jumping since uh, August when the new law took effect. In the past, the penalty against gun jumping was relatively small. The fine was kept at 500,000 yuan. The revised antitrust law has empowered R to impose a much heavier fine of up to 10% of a company's turnover. We think that SAMR has been prudent in taking actions against... Uh, Gun jumping because there have been arguments by some lawyers that the old antitrust law still applies for some self reported violations. So we all hope to see whether Sam R agrees with this argument or how it's going to resolve this controversy um, through actual enforcement in the coming months. Right now, Uh, for the new year, the expectations are quite low for active antitrust enforcement. It is because of some economic complications uh, within China and also some geopolitical factors. Domestically, because the Chinese leaders are now working to leave behind the zero COVID policy, the top priority for them is to boost the economy. And with this economic agenda in mind, generally speaking, antitrust enforcers will become more cautious in going after businesses. That means the aggressive enforcement or aggressive crackdown on big tech that we saw in 2021 uh, is unlikely to happen this year. On the contrary, China is more likely to nurture the big tech companies to boost jobs. They have already said in a major economic meeting last year that they are going to support the platform companies to uh, foster development, to create jobs and fully display the talent in the global space. And for geopolitical considerations, uh, we are also seeing that these considerations are filtering into antitrust preps, making antitrust preps more complex, particularly, uh, you know, those involved foreign companies. One of the examples is SMR's ongoing prep against South Korean semiconductor companies, Samsung and SK Hynix. The two companies, along with uh, the U.S. company Micron, they have been suspected of abusing their collective dominance. Uh, And the prep has been going on for at least four years. We still haven't seen an outcome. An outcome is still unlikely in the near term. It is because China right now is trying to befriend South Korea in the face of U.S. tightening its uh, semiconductor supplies. And uh, befriending South Korea is considered to be helpful to get access to uh, high-end semiconductor supplies so for semr it seems unwise for them if they choose to punish uh, south korean suppliers at such a sensitive time so this is a dynamic situation and all of these factors are at play behind the scene and even though there isn't high hopes for active enforcement we do expect competition policies to have a role to play this year in China, including how composition principles will become fundamental in government policies and how China will step up its crackdown against administrative abuses of power in order to create a level playing field for all businesses, especially for SMEs in the face of economic downturn. And in terms of legislation. We are expecting more clarity in the new anti monopoly law with uh, some of supporting rules being finalized in the coming months that include the rules concerning the safe harbor regime, the rules concerning the new notification thresholds. So uh, these are what we are expecting to see in a new year, in addition to the uh, judicial interpretations to be finalized by the Supreme People's Court concerning civil antitrust losses.
0: Yonix Lee is MLEX's chief correspondent for Greater China, and she was speaking to us from Hong Kong in the final of our series of special podcasts to outline our editorial priorities over the coming year. And if you'd like to hear the other nine podcasts from our reporters around the world, you can find an archive at our website, mlexmarketinsight.com. That's M-L-E-X marketinsight.com. You'll see a tab called News Hub. That's the one that you'll need to click on. You'll also find all of the very best of MLEX's reporting and analysis at that tab. Now, if you're not already a subscriber to MLEX's podcast, there's no time like the present. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. And that's it for today. Our regular Friday podcast will be resuming next week. The podcast is produced and presented by me, James Paniki. It's published with the assistance of Mlex's marketing team in London, and our executive producer is Richard Thompson. From everyone here at Mlex and LexisNexis, thank you for your company. Bye for now.